Hello again. Welcome to another episode of the Hungarian Football Podcast. Since we last spoke, Hungary U-17s crashed out of the U-17 World Cup after three group games, conceding the second most goals in group play. Hungary is also christened their new national stadium, Pushkash Arena, with a uh, 2-1 friendly defeat to uh, Uruguay. And then shortly after, the hopes of automatic qualification for Euro 2020 were dashed as Hungary were defeated in Cardiff, leaving progression to the next summer's showpiece hanging on the thread of a playoff tournament in March. We're back, and we're ready to talk Hungarian football again. I want to introduce my friend and uh, partner in crime, Paul Tresso. Hello, Paul. Hello, Chris. Good to be here. Second podcast, ready to go. Yeah, good to have you. And we also have a special guest, um, Ivan Milantar. Come, Ivan. Hey, hey guys, welcome. I'm really happy that uh, that I'm in here and uh, looking forward to this podcast. Great, great. Well, let's get right to it, shall we? Um, Paul, I wanted to uh, ask your thoughts uh, quickly just on the U-17 World Cup. It's not one, I, mean, I think we were all very excited that they were there. Um, and uh, actually the lads had some really good performances uh, in terms of goals scored, but um, not quite what we were hoping in the end, eh? Yes, ex- exactly. And I kept having to remind myself throughout this uh, tournament that it's good that they're they're in a they're in a World Cup. That that doesn't happen uh, many times, especially in, in my lifetime of uh, of Hungarian football. Also, had to remind myself that these are very young boys, under 17, so 16, 17 year olds. Uh, they had a difficult group, but I was impressed. And that in each match, they were right there. They were right there against Nigeria, the first match. Uh, they, the first half, they were right there. I, I, they went into halftime with a lead. Uh, I came back, uh, and then something happened, and it went from 2-1 to 4-2, and it was uh, uh, quite, quite crazy. But I was pleased with uh, what I saw. I was impressed with the uh, young lads at the start. And second match, uh, I thought they had the, the match under control against Australia. Australia slowly started to play better, uh, and they, they took the points there. Uh, last match, I believe, was, uh, was Ecuador. Same, same thing there. Uh, it's just a roller coaster. I think it's, uh, if I could put myself in their shoes, 16, 17 year, years old, playing a big stage like, like, like this, uh, I think they had a pressure uh, mentally uh, I, I that's something that they can work on they're so young but I, I saw a lot of positive uh, positive performances out there and I'm I'm hoping that uh, you know this is something that uh, they can uh, grow on I the, the goalkeeper uh, six feet four already playing for West Ham uh, their youth side I thought he was very good just quick rundown uh, there's a, another player on Red Bull Salzburg. I don't expect him to be an, another Soboslai, but uh, he's, he's on that squad. They seem to like Hungarians and plucking them and letting them flourish. Gank Parma, I believe Pushkash Academia had many players there. So I saw good things. Uh, I was a little disappointed they didn't move on to the next, uh, state, the, the next uh, round, uh, but I saw a lot of good signs there. So I was pleased with their performance and I put myself in their shoes and understood the pressure to perform at such a young age. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's one that we just want to move on from, um, and and hopefully, uh, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more later in the podcast about the um, uh, where these these kids are coming from and, and our academy system. And I'm I'm looking forward to uh, uh, Ivan giving us a little bit of of info from there. But before we get to there, I think it would be good for us to uh, talk a little bit about the the national team. A um, lot of hopes going into Cardiff, thinking that. Uh, Boy, that would have been wonderful, uh, completely within our grasp to get an automatic qualification spot heading into Cardiff uh, with a fairly healthy team. We had some um, uh, some absences in defense, but um, uh, getting uh, uh, Adam Nodge back and, uh, and and Pat Kai back into the to the side just seemed like boy that that, that was uh, really a boost. And then watching it all unfold and seeing Bale to Ramsey. Um, just was heartbreaking, wasn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. Ivan, I'd, I'd love to hear what you, your your thoughts on on that a little bit. Uh, it's kind of difficult. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> I you mentioned that uh, you mentioned that uh, we met each other on Twitter, and I do have some work that I'm doing on Twitter. Um, sometimes I share some analysis, very very rarely, mostly because you know just because of a couple of characters allowed, but. I had a thread going where I analyzed the game a little bit more deeper because I think the the newspapers and the media put a little bit of a of a false context on, on, on the game, especially towards Nigel, who was the left back. Um, they pointed out how he lost the ball 39 times, uh, which is, by the way, an extremely high number. That is like wow. an extremely, extremely high number, how many times he lost the ball. I think he touched the ball like 65 times which wow. is also a very, very high number for a left back. Um, on, on an, I, I think that could be a, like a record of like the last <laughs> five years of a Hungarian national team player touching the ball that many times who is not a central midfield player. Yes. Uh, so I thought that the context was really bad because, because they po- pointed out how bad Nigel played, but I thought that the entire team played really poor. Um, it was actually, I think, scary, and and I don't want to be too negative on this issue because I am, and we are, we are all very big fans of the national team, and and uh, you know we all want them to do well. But I thought it was very scary um, because shortly, just giving you guys a, a short short analysis of what I saw, uh, I thought that we prepared the game plan. Marco Rossi is a very good coach, right? And yes. he prepared a, he prepared a game plan when he expected that Bell's going to high press. And gonna press the press the um, the living hell out of us. Uh, however, <laughs> however, they didn't do that. What they did was what we call is a midfield press, which means that they didn't come all the way high. They let us play. And the mm. moment when they let us play, the tactic that we worked out and expected to play was not in place anymore. That tactic could not happen anymore. And the players and the players failed to adjust to the new situation, and that is scary because it often happens in soccer when it doesn't happen what you expect it to happen, and it's and it's on individual quality to solve the new situation. And I think shortly, in a very short analysis, the team just simply doesn't have the quality to handle unexpected situations. Yeah, Paul, did you want to add to that at all? There. The Wales uh, star players, Ramsey and uh, Bale, they just rose above, and there was there was no Hungarian player who could match them. 
we had a lot of players missing. It uh, happens. I won't make the excuses for that. I was hoping for some some, some putkai magic, but maybe three times is too much to ask. Uh, Balaj Zuzak, uh, to me, I didn't even notice him out there, and and I'm a fan of Balaj, so I was uh, a little disappointed there. Uh, he is nearing the that middle that near the end of his career, uh, enjoying the the good the good life, uh, earning a good wage in his club. Uh, back four, I still. You know, long. I don't if I don't see a place for him there, but he was forced to be there. Barat, I'm still unsure about him. Um, Lobrinchich, I believe, gave it his all. He is never afraid of anyone, so that's an, a quality of his I admire. Uh, rest of the team, I think it was just too it was just too big of a, of a pizza for them to eat. And it was just too much. Um, and the quality of Wales is just is just shown. Uh, difficult when you're you have a, a Euro group where in the past uh, Euro 16 you had three sides in the group that qualified. So that's tough. But uh, it, unfortunately, it was what I predicted, which uh, I did not want to happen. And I believe there was only one real. Uh, Opportunity where Hungary had a great chance. The uh, Hennessy, the keeper for Wales, came up big on that one. It's a what if? What if that? What if one of those shots went in? But uh, just I felt like uh, Hungary had too many things going against them, and somehow they were not able to rise to the occasion. It was a daunting task, to say the least. Yeah, I'm just saying I, I agree. I agree with you totally, and I think that it's one of those. In one of those uh, situations where, one of those situations where Hungary Hungary could have got more, and that's why we are more disappointed. Um, it could have we, we could have got more out of it, and we didn't, and that's I yeah. think very disappointing sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think you know, uh, watching that first goal, it was a great cross. Um, yes. Obviously, super Bale, cross. Bale turning uh, on the right wing to his left foot, put it over, and I think it was Nodge that was there, and honestly, just didn't even go up for the ball. Ramsey had come in. Um, looked completely unmarked in behind and split the defense. And um, really there was nothing Golaski could do at that point, yeah. but um, that was, it was a great open. It was just really from that point, I just felt like, you know, hearts were broken a little early, you know, and I, I think yes. I mentioned also that, you know, we really needed to get something in the first half. Yes. We weren't really providing a whole lot of attack. Um, as you mentioned, Paul, that, the save. I'm. I'm not sure if so much it was a, a good double save <laughs> as it was two poor finishes against Tennessee. Correct. Yeah. Correct. You know, it was a hard. It was a hard volley to get on, and yes. I think he made a good save. And then the second, the follow up. And I'm not sure who got to the follow up, uh, but that was just a weak shot. I think he was leaning back, and it wasn't really didn't have a whole lot on yes. it. Yes. Yes. It was uh, shallow. I think shallow. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. So, you know, so with that, um, I, I felt like that was that was it right there. The yes. boys just kind of that was their, that was the only real chance of the match for Hungary. Yeah. And, and Galassi really saved um, Ramsey from getting a, a hat trick with a great yes. save uh, through traffic and stuff. Yeah. So, well, you know, you know, the other thing is that it ought, ought to be mentioned is that. Hungary is not the team because you said that it was fairly we were fairly healthy. However, you know, the, Willy Orban made 
such a difference in the life of the Hungarian national team yes. over the last year and a half that I don't remember any other yeah. player making such an impact. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a class player, Bundesliga player, who yeah. absolutely gives a, a stability to the team. And him missing, the, the switch between him and Long is a brutal change. I mean, the quality <laughs> yeah. is, yes, is, is. Is, is brutal. So I think that, it, that, that, that played a big, part, a big part in it. Yeah. yeah, and quite honestly, he was probably um, the defender uh, against Wales the first time they met in Budapest. I think he's the one that really made the difference in the middle, didn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah, just you know, a lot, a lot of quality. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I do think that was probably the biggest miss. Um, you know, just he just brings a steel and uh, an aggressiveness and a confidence that yeah. some of these other guys don't have. And I think they really missed that mm-hmm. this time around. So now moving ahead, looking forward, um, <laughs> we've got the playoff and we saw the draw. And those of you who have been hiding in a cave um, <laughs> uh, may or may not know that um, that Hungary is now drawn in a playoff in March where they will play a semifinal match against Bulgaria in Sofia. And then if they prevail there, they will play a final playoff match one of four teams that'll make it now to the tournament but they will play a final match in budapest against either the winner of iceland or romania boys what are your thoughts on those matchups start with you ivan first see i'm 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 one of those guys that will get excited no matter what (laughs) so so i i do believe i do believe that's a good job i mean who would have thought uh bulgaria is incredibly low when it comes to their when it comes to their mental state i mean Ooh. the whole racial racial situation the whole racism situation uh after they played england uh mm. i mean it it was it, it, it i mean i'm telling you that that shakes up a team shakes up the shakes up the whole entire country and they i think they just sagged uh kashimir balakov who was the who Ooh. was the national team coach mm-hmm. so i'm talking about a, a bleeding wound from all angles so I do believe that Bulgaria is a great choice. That is a great opponent to start with. Um, now, at the same time, we, Hungary, once again, cannot go sure about anything. So I, I'm, I'm still saying 50-50. But it is, it is a good drawing. It is a good drawing, especially because I don't care if Iceland comes in Budapest, if we, let's say, go through uh, Bulgaria. If Iceland comes to Budapest, that's, again, 60-40. Whoever comes into Budapest, that's a 60-40. Romania comes, again... 60-40 to us. So if wow. we get to Budapest, I'm going to be really happy. However, <laughs> that Bulgaria job is going to be a tricky one because, you know, at the end of the day, they are in a low mental state, but they are still playing for the European Championship just like us. So I, I, I do think that we cannot be like, you know, like, oh, this is a big, big chance. I think we should be happy with the drawing and be, you know, positive about it. At the same time, you know, don't get your hopes too high. Yeah. The last time uh, Hungary has won away from home, other than at Azerbaijan, was in 2016, I think, against Latvia. So it's been a while since we've won a game away from home that um, against against an opponent of any measure. So I, I'm, I'm a bit worried about that. Paul, what do you think? I, I don't know much about Bulgaria. I'm, I'm looking at their uh, side right now. Uh, 
Fortunately, I, I don't see many Brazilians from Butgarevitz, so that's good. I only see uh, Marcelino, so that's good. They seem to be a, a very uh, – they, they don't have a lot of experience as far as caps. I, I see uh, Evelyn Popov, the captain, mm. 90, 90 caps, plays for Rostov, 32 years old. Everyone else is uh, 0 to 20, uh, 42. There's Peter Zanev, uh, plays for CS. K.A. Sofia, 34 other uh, veteran, 42 caps. Uh, so I don't really know much. I don't see any of our Hungarian, uh, well, I'm not going to say Hungarians, any of our Bulgarians who play in uh, Hungary there. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, hope is alive, I think. I think uh, this this match, I, I have a, a better feeling than about Wales, just because we are playing against uh, Bale. We are playing against Ramsey. I thought more for Wales was really good. So this team, uh, if we, if if Rossi can get the players to go in uh, and play to their potential, not be afraid out there, uh, go full force. I think we can get a result here. Uh, like you mentioned many times, we seem to be very uh, weak somehow. I don't know if we come out in a mental state. But like you said, Chris, those first 50 minutes are huge because uh, somehow the defense uh, comes out. I'm not. When is this match played, Chris and Ivan? It's in March. March? Yeah, March. March yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so hopefully, um, hopefully Willie Orban will be back. Uh, hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully Kadar can get uh, mental state, uh, physical state uh, in place because we do need those players. Uh, the offense, uh, I, I don't know if uh, Mr. Adam can. We sure put a lot of pressure on him, and he gets a lot of criticism. Uh, but I'm positive, like uh, like 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 Ivan said, so it's going to be very interesting. I think we can do it. I'm feeling I I'm going in that like we're, we'll we'll do it. I'll see my mom next 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 to me crying as they play the national anthem, and then. Mm. We'll we'll just get going and uh, hope hope for the best and just be happy that we're 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 at a position where where we can qualify for tournaments. I think uh, fans forget that prior to 2016 Euros, uh, we were never there. We were far from it. Losing to Malta, losing to you name it, we we lost to them. So, uh, so I'm going in with uh, some uh, positivity. Yeah, which is very un-Hungarian, like, is it? Yeah, that's for sure. Yes. You know, typically what I get, uh, and Gail is always reminding me this, that um, you know, pessimism is 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 really kind of the um, uh, the outlook of choice for most Hungarians. I was just uh, thinking, there, I think there's only two Bulgarians that I know of that are in MB1. That's uh, Kamen Hajiev, who's a uh, defender for Pushkash, and then and then Georgi Milanov. For, yes. um, for, for Hervar. So it's uh, not not a lot. Um, and uh, I'm not quite sure if either are on the national team. Um, Milanov was a couple of times, I think. He um, was? I think okay. Milanov has, uh, has some caps. I'm not, don't quote me on that. Okay. Well, you know, so, um, right. I mean, I, I'm looking ahead. I, I feel pretty good about it. But, um, yeah, I, I think I, I think if they can win in Sofia, that's going to be huge for them playing against a full house in the new Pushkesh arena. Yes, that's going definitely. to be win or lose. That's going to be their Euro right there. Cause it's going to be such a big, big event. 
Uh, and especially if they play Romania. And I, we've got some Ooh. some Twitter followers who are, um, I'm just thinking of you, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> some of you who just are, are, are not maybe looking forward to that as, as many others. But I'll I just say what, if, if they get to that final, it's a final and I'll be really excited about it. And it'll be fun to fun to watch. So um, well, I want to switch gears here a little bit. Um, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of money going into uh, – Hungarian football, whether it's stadiums or clubs or transfers, we've seen some interesting players uh, being attracted to the league over the last few years um, and also uh, academies. And one of the things I wanted us to, to discuss a little bit, just coming off U17 World Cup um, and noticing that there's been some good young talent coming through, I just wanted to get, uh, Ivan, first of all, your thoughts on on the academy setup right now with um, with Hungary's national uh, team, and then um, uh, talk a little bit about where you're at and maybe how some of that stuff compares. I think historically, from a historical standpoint, uh, the Hungarian youth soccer is in an all-time uh, situation, in an all-time opportunity. Never been this much money in the system. Never been. And possibly never, never will be. And it's a really unique situation. And, and uh, without, I'm going to go into it a little bit too of, of uh, which are the doing the best work, um, you know, based on my opinion mostly. Um, we can talk about a little bit about Double Pass, which is basically a, a company that comes in and evaluates these academies. And um, so there's like, a, you know, a very professional listing. And also, you know, there's my opinion. However, I, I want to start with saying that the situation with the money, because you, you highlighted the money, uh, the, the situation with money is, is very two-sided. And, and us who are living in America, it's almost, it's almost unbelievable, right? So the situation is that is basically companies uh, from a, what we call tow, um, companies that are and I might be not entirely, you know, truthful on this because I, I'm following politics, you know, not the, the closest, but I do know enough where um, companies are basically giving their 1% of their tax uh, to, they can choose, uh, big companies, they can choose where they can give their tax, their 1% of their tax, basically to charity, right? <clears throat> Sorry. And clubs and, and, the, and the government made it happen where these companies now strictly give that strictly give their their tax uh, to soccer clubs, and that created a, a situation where a lot of lot of lot of lot of money went into academy uh, soccer because this tax only could be paid for youth soccer organizations, so something that is helping the youth, not necessarily for for the first team setup, right? And that way. That, that way, a lot of academies got a lot of money that they didn't have before. Um, and again, from an American standpoint, this government-regulated money income is, um, is is something that you know we do not experience here in America. Kids pay for pay to play, and parents pay a lot of money to play, yes. and only only a certain number of clubs can allow when teams are playing for free. Um, in Hungary, everybody's playing for free. As a matter of fact, they have like scouting systems and they have video analyst systems and they have, I mean, whatever you want to have, the Hungarian academies have. So from a circumstances point of view, uh, from a um, 
looking for the word from an industrial standpoint, um, Hungarian academies are well equipped and world class, especially the the top five, especially Pushkash Academy and Homewith. Those two are and Debrecen now as well. They are they are really really well equipped and have everything that they need to produce high quality players. Now the missing piece is high quality players, and this is where my opinion comes in. Uh, and you know, uh, without making anybody angry, I do think that Hungarian academy should produce more high quality players. <clears throat> it doesn't help that now we have rules in the second division, and uh, it has been in the first division as well, where where clubs get money to play uh, yeah. younger players because that way the younger, just like communism versus you know uh, uh, capitalism, that if you don't have to work for something if something is for free then it, it doesn't worth as much automatically the value goes down so a player that doesn't have to work they are just getting on the field just because of their age um that doesn't that doesn't make sense and that doesn't help with a competitive environment that we have in soccer so um you know the academy setups are, are it's a little bit tricky uh, i do believe and this is again my opinion i think the knowledge uh, is what's missing. Hunger is a little bit of a closed world where learning um, and actually be having an open mind is sometimes challenging and difficult. Um, and that, that's why I, I would say that I would love to see as much open-mindedness and knowledge to be coming into the academy as money. And that is a tough sentence, I think. And um, Hopefully, it will change. Now, at the same time, uh, Pushkash Academy, for example, which is which I'm really close with, and I'm and I'm always gonna be a fan of. I think there are a lot of positive changes. Players are coming out are really good. Uh, their youth team just beat Bayern Munich a couple of weeks ago, for example. Their youth 17 team. Um, so they had five players. You mentioned it, uh, uh, Paul. You mentioned it about about how Pushkash Academy players were on the U-17 national team as well. Yes. Five yes. of them were there, and, and they, they were doing well. And, you know, I think, I think there is an upwards going on. But, again, I, I, I do feel that from the bottom of my heart that a little bit more open-mindedness and knowledge is going to come into the youth soccer system uh, in Hungary, and that will, and that will really boost um, the things. Now, again, I don't want to bore you guys with double pass and evaluations of academies, but I can tell that the top three academies or top four academies right now, um, from a from from a standpoint of uh, of um, maybe how many players they produce for the Hungarian uh, football in general, or Pushkash Academy, Homvid, uh, sometimes it's Sumbathai Holodash, which is now a second division team, and Debrecen, and MTK. MTK is really good as well. MTK traditionally, MTK Budapest, who is, I think, going to yes. w- win the second division um, sooner rather than later. <laughs> um, uh, they, are, they are traditionally the best, but Pushkash Academy and Homebid, uh, I think, made, a, made, a, made an advancement on that. And they are clearly, Pushkash Academy and Homebid are clearly the two top academies in Hungarian youth soccer setup. So that was my quick quick rundown um i want to hear you guys opinion on on what is what is you guys perception uh from all the way from here um reading mostly the media and and you know hearing whatever you can hear 
from from all all sources. What do you what do you, what is your guys' perception on on the system? Paul, go ahead. Sure. Uh, well, just coming from an American perspective, and you know, thinking back to Pushkash and the Golden Generation, I'm trying to wonder about the motivation of uh, young boys and girls in the various sports. Uh, I, I don't know how, how much honor they see now in being a, a Hungarian professional football player. You know, Push, Pushkash, Kocsis, Bozik. They play day and night. I recognize that they're, they're once-in-a-lifetime players. We'll never see those a group of men on that level again. So I'm wondering where what the motivation of the kids, uh, because I see results at under 17, under 20. We didn't talk about um, the under, uh, what was it, in 2009, the under 20s, uh, Christian Namath, uh, Gulachi, a bunch of players. I could roll off the names. You'd recognize them. They, they won the bronze medal at the uh, under-20 World Cup. Uh, we had uh, 2015, uh, and, and, and another group that made it. So I'm wondering what their motivation is. Uh, I think Ivan made a good point. I never thought about that. I thought it was good to have uh, uh criteria where they played, but then he made a great point that if you, if you don't have to work for it, why work for it? So I, but I, I do see, it seems to me like uh, the wages are, are very high and many Hungarian players are satisfied making those wages. There's, there's, they aren't as uh, motivated to go abroad as, as in the past. If you look at some of the players in the past who played abroad, that strengthened the side. But somehow now the side's having greater success with this. So that's a quandary. Uh, I'm wondering why is Ferris Vowish not one of those teams that is, uh, is uh, big on the youth academy? Because you would think the average uh, boy at 10 years old, if you, if you ask him which side would you want to play for, he'd say Ferris Vowish. And that's intriguing. So I'm wondering what's their motivation uh, as a teacher I see them wanting to play video games, be on their cell phones. Back with Pushkash, you didn't have that. Pushkash and those those men, they wanted to be big stars. Uh, I'm sure, you know, fame, money. They they did smuggle in loads of uh, illegal contraband. The communists just let them bring it in because uh, they were stars. But uh, I gave you I gave you quite a lot, Ivan, and then Chris, uh, you can chime in as well because I I, I know that you are very good. Uh, person who can spot talent and you have a lot of experience in the United States doing that. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Ferris Farish because um, really in the U-17 team, I don't think there was anybody from their academies um, on, Run, on that yeah. squad, except for um, Alex Bursey, I think, who um, hasn't played very much. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you've got, uh, I'm, I'm looking here currently at the U-16 team and there's three defenders from their academy. Uh, Vashas is another team uh, with some some very young players that are coming through. But uh, I mean, you're right. Pushkas, uh, MTK, um, uh, Onved are all um, all academies that I'm I'm seeing players coming from as well. And you know, you're you're right with the money. I think it's going to be very interesting. You've got these players uh, that have potential, and for some reason, uh, players like Soboslai and Orban and, and players like that. Are, are going to more um, uh, 
what's the word, just established academies, philosophies in Austria and Germany and Portugal. Um, um, but eventually the money seems to be in Hungary. You've got players that are coming back. Alec has come back. Butach has come back. Um, uh, Fexession has come back with uh, Wiepest. Uh, Zoltan Stever came from the United States and back to uh, Zalaegeseg. So you, you see these players coming back eventually, <laughs> you know, um, which is encouraging. Uh, but boy, it, it would sure be nice to to have players um, developed through their their best years and playing their best years in Hungary. I just I just don't know or see that really happening, at least in the very near future. Maybe uh, maybe a little further down the line when you like you said, uh, Ivan, if if we can have other philosophies coming in and, and really uh, shake up some of these academies and really get um uh, maybe some newer or even just different methods of how to play. Um, may, maybe attract some of these these kids to stay here a little bit longer. That we're we're not really playing in the highest levels of Europe, but then you see someone like uh, Sobislav starting in a Champions League group match game. You're not going to get that uh, no. at least right now. You're not going to get that kind of um, uh, play with uh, on, a, on a Hungarian team at the moment. Well, it's really interesting what you're saying because you just said method and uh, just watch out for this because the, the new buzzword that you're going to hear a lot uh, in a couple couple weeks, months or years is methodology. Mm -hmm. um, in youth soccer, people use the word methodology quite a bit and what they mean by methodology is philosophy and what we mean by philosophy is style of play and what we mean by style of play is what is your feeling you as a fan and my feeling as a coach uh -huh. and your your mom's feeling as a as somebody that doesn't know yeah. anything about soccer but just watching mm -hmm. the game and the player feeling about the about game it. itself yeah. and that is the big one and again i have a lot of friends in in hungarian football and uh now, I would hope that they listen to this podcast, but I would assume not too many will, um, maybe because of the language barrier. Um, but, but I would say this, that that's probably the biggest miss. And that, they would hate to hear that. Um, I do not, I do not uh, anticipate and I do not see and I do not experience um, a strict, clear style of play uh, from most of the youth setups. MTK, MT, MTK Budapest had it for a long time. Uh, they have it kind of, but the money is missing there. Uh, Ferencvaros has one at the at the first team level, not in the youth setup, and that way it is basically impossible to promote young players uh, to to their first team if you don't have the same mentality and the same mm -hmm. way to do it. It will not happen. Um, me myself, I'm working in in working for FC Barcelona, and as ridiculous as it sounds, I really do work for them because I work for the um, the only residential academy outside of uh, the La Masia in America. And we follow the FC Barcelona methodology, which, which is probably the, one of the most, you know, exclusive and basically secret uh, recipe for success in, in, in soccer. Nobody else using it but, but Barcelona and whoever is working for Barcelona. And we don't have the setup as Pushkash Academy has. And that's and I don't know if I don't know if anybody is gonna say listening to this that oh no way 
I know it is it is absolutely true. Pushkash Academy has the best setup, better setup wow. than what we have here in America. Wow. And what any academy, as a matter of fact, any, and quote me on this, any academy here in America, how are, uh, America is producing uh, Bundesliga players from their youth setup, many of them. And and that that's that's interesting. I'm not even talking about you know my own own academy, which is again the Barca Residence Academy in, in in America, which created a player that is now playing for Schalke. Another one is playing for uh, Los Angeles Galaxy's first team, and we only here for two years because of we working on the methodology. Pushkash Academy is starting to create players. Shalai, right, Klein Heisler, pretty good players, but with the setup that they have and the experience now that they have been. Um, you know, having I, it is it is difficult for me to say that they are doing um, you know they are doing everything that they can. I think that there are some very good uh, things are going on there, but there could be a lot of lot of uh, better things as well if they could have their own methodology, their own philosophy, and their own style of play. And that's probably true for the whole whole entity of Hungarian football. Yes. Now, uh, Ivan. A quick question yes. for you, uh, being from the United States and seeing all these athletes and all the different sports, in Hungary, are the best athletes going into football? Yeah, good question. I mean, yeah, you're referring to how in America basketball players and Correct. football players, yes. American football players are. Baseball, yeah, I yes. think, yeah, or baseball, yeah, true. Uh, yes, absolutely. In Hungary, football is the number one, number okay. one. I mean, clearly the number one, clearly. Well, let's go ahead and switch gears again. Uh, now we want to get over to um, the league. Um, we, we talked a little bit last time just about catching everybody up on the craziness that is NB1. And now um, here we are about uh, two, three weeks away from the winter break. Uh, so much happening. So many surprises. What I'd like to do is... Um, uh, every one of us has four teams and uh, I want to go through and I want to ask these questions. Um, and we're going to start with Paul here first. Uh -oh. you, can pick, you can pick whichever one you want. Um, but uh, uh, the questions are, what is the team's best signing? What's their biggest surprise and their biggest need right now going into the winter transfer market? Um, Paul, See, you have uh, well, you know, what I have go ahead. Go ahead. at the moment. There, yeah. yeah, that's their that's their name currently. So, best signing that's a tough one because I thought it was good that they kept the team together, and then I thought that uh, Ivan, who shares our, our Ivan's name, Petrock, I thought he would come in and continue <laughs> what, what he did at Ferris Faros, but it just hasn't happened. Um, I, I didn't expect Daniel Jory to do anything because I think uh, Fehervar is sort of not the best place for a young a young player to go to because they seem to just be lost lost on the team. Um, I so best signing is really hard I, on paper. It's uh, Petrak. I I know Chris that you're a big fan of the player who is on loan from Chelsea. Danilo Pantic. I don't know much about him, but uh, he looked like he would be a good signing, but he's also a youngster, and uh, this is maybe not the best place, and maybe uh, Ivan can comment on it, uh, the best place for young players to go. Um, I'm, I'm happy with uh, Sylvester Hunya finally getting some time. 
Uh, he, a couple years ago for Vashos, was an up-and-coming player. Uh, there's uh, Adrian Rusch, who had the big controversy. R Romania, Hungary, Hungary, Romania. He play, he's played a little bit with, uh, with uh, Captain Roland Juhas, uh injured. So I think the team's getting older. So I thought this would be a year where they would where they would kind of start strong and kind of continue it on, but I don't really think they'd had a signing. I, for a while there, uh, they did have a great start to their attacking duo. Uh, Mr. Marco Futac uh, is still there, and I believe Armin Hodzic had a great start to the season. I like those two as attackers, but I don't think there's really been a the signing who's come in and, and knocked, our, knocked my socks off. I thought, I thought it would be uh, Petrock and he is not. One player that for me that I, I've really been impressed with those, um, the Macedonian, Bissar Musil. Yes, 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 he's, true. He's, he's been really impressive now. He, I think true. he's only played nine of uh, 13, but true. Um, yeah, he's, he's been, he's been real good back there um, with, with you, yes. and even Roosh. So, um, but yeah, so where, what, do you, what do you think would be their biggest need going into the transfer window? Well, uh, am I wrong? I could be wrong, but have they signed a new manager? <laughs> yeah, they did actually. Okay. As soon as okay. as soon as they uh, announced Nikolic's um, uh, departure, Joan Carrillo. Uh, John Carrillo yes. is coming. Thank in, you for so. the pronunciation. I wasn't sure about that. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. isn't it crazy? Hey. You're your third place, your third spot, and you're fired. So, uh, I, I guess losing uh, you know three of four at at home does that. He was the star. They were talking about let's keep him because bigger clubs want him, and now boom, fired. Welcome yeah. to Hungarian football. So, <laughs> so that's kind of how how that goes. So maybe cool. uh, maybe Mr. Senor Carrillo will be able to bring in some of those uh, players, uh, those Latin Portuguese, Portuguese Spanish players that that had some good success at Fenerbahce in past years when we had the great Paulo Sosa. Yeah, as, as the manager. So, so there's a lot of big needs here. I think uh, getting a little younger because I believe uh, Roland Juhas has mentioned this is his last season. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, we have Subolch Husti out for half the year. He's mm -hmm. 35. Uh, so I think the team needs to get a little younger with some quality players. Yeah, agreed. Well, guys, let's keep moving on because um, I know we can talk about each one of these teams for 20 minutes each. Um, yes. <laughs> but uh, uh, Ivan, you've got you've got a few teams there. Go ahead and pick one and uh, and uh, talk a little bit about. Okay, since since uh, you guys were talking about since Paul was talking about Ferenc Varos, uh, I mean the video that I'm gonna go with Ferenc Varos just to keep the rivalry going. Um, so the best signing uh, I've watched Ferenc Varos play the most. I am. I grew up as a French Irish fan, and I think I would pick them my favorite Hungarian team, but I don't want to upset anybody because I also have ties with Homebred and Pushkash Academy, but French Irish is one of my favorite teams. Maybe, okay, I say it, my favorite team. I French Irish, I love it. So, anyways, <laughs> so I'm watching them a lot. So, my, my, the best signing is Dubko, um, who is, who is, uh, gets me excited to watch every game. Uh, since since they signed him. And um, you guys look it up, put it into YouTube. I will send you some links. There's Please. a winger who is an Ukrainian winger who is called Yarmolenko, who played for Dortmund and played for West Ham currently, if I'm not wrong. He is a longtime favorite player of mine. 
and uh, he exactly plays like Zubkov. Well, actually, I should say Zubkov plays exactly like Yarmolenko. Yes. <laughs> and Zubkov is a really good player, great signing. And I didn't pick Isael, I didn't pick uh, um, I didn't pick Boli or Tokmak uh, or Ignatenko, um, but uh, I, I picked Zubkov because he's my personal favorite. Um, the biggest Ooh. surprise is Lanza Fame. I was upset with yes. Karsvaros yes. uh, that they couldn't figure it out. I was, I think they made a bad choice letting Bodego yes. and Lanza Fame, both of them. Bully, Yannick Bully looks like a good player. Yes. At the same time, I don't know if I if I like the the Russian guy, on, the other Ukrainian or Russian guy on top. What's his name? I, top of my head, I forgot his name. Signevich. Uh, Signevich. I can't stand yes. Signevich. Yes. So. <laughs> So I think Buda or Lanza Fama or both should still play for French Fash. But uh, I think that was a surprise. Uh, the biggest need is more Hungarian players. French Fash is Hungary's team. And, and I, I do believe, strongly believe in that, that if, if it would have one or two, always the best young Hungarian player yes. playing for French Fash would be great. Varga Roland is a very good player. Liked him a lot. Um, coming from the bench, okay. Lovrencic, the right back of the national team, okay. Dibus, okay, we got that. But other than that, okay, Shigir maybe. But other than that, it's like dominated by by um, foreigner players. And Ferenc Varos, if you really look back, the most successful Ferenc Varos teams that played in Champions League yes. or yes. or one league, they always had strong Hungarian players. Yeah. Um, so that's what I that's what yeah. I wrote down for French Virus. Cool. Good. All right. Well, I'll continue with uh, with um, Hanbed. Um, they're a team that started out very uh, poor. <laughs> that's the best way I can say mm-hmm. that. Um, they were uh, uh, just from the beginning with Sanino taking over. Uh, we we all thought that he was just clueless. Things <laughs> were going well. Um, their new goalkeeper Ruby. Um, Levkovich got injured before the season started, and so they had, um, I think it was Andres Horvat um, uh, playing in goal for a couple games, um, and it was just just not a good um, situation for them. But I do think that their best signing, obviously, was was Lanza Fama. Him coming back, um, really claiming that this is his team, this is the team he wants to end his career with. Um, he's scored seven goals in nine appearances, so so obviously, and again, he's he's the kind of player. And I've, I've made this point before. He's the kind of player that you really don't need a system. Just throw him out there. He'll, <laughs> yes. he'll do something magical. He just will. And he really raises the level of the players around him. He draws attack. He draws defenders. Um, so he's either going to score or he's going to create space for others to score. And I think that's been really good. I think the biggest surprise, and, and I I would almost say this is he would be a rival of best signing is Thomas Tybel, their goalkeeper, yes, who came yes. in. I, I've always liked him. I thought he was good. I think he was really good um, backing up um, for Kabacic at, uh, at Vidi last year. But he's been um, – he played for Magic Havaj when uh, they had a run. I think he had had some, like, six clean sheets in a row a couple of years oh. back. He's just a good, solid goalkeeper who um, inspires defense. They've got a great back three. They play a 3-5-2, and they've got a great back three um, – um, and another player that uh, that they brought on, McDonald Neva, who's a center back. Um, we've only seen him play four games. He's been injured, I think, since round five. Um, and once he gets back, I mean, they're 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 not a bad team on both ends. Um, I still think tactically, 
they're um, below average, but I just think the amount of talent that's out there is pretty good. And I think that their biggest need right now would be a right-side attacker. They had um, Patrick Akeni King, who came over, um, but he's been injured, and I think he's just going to be a constant injury problem. Um, and uh, they've just had a number of other part-time right-backs or right-wingers. Uh, I think they really would uh, need a good, solid right-wing attacker to really complete that, and, and they could really challenge for a podium spot. Um, all right, back to Paul. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with uh, Mezer Kovesh. Uh, by the way, if you, ever, if you ever are in uh, Hungary, they have a beautiful medicinal bath. Highly recommend it. After the game, you pop over there. But uh, seriously, uh, this is a surprise team of the first half of the season. I don't think anyone uh, would have told you that after uh, that at this point of the season, they would be in second place, two points behind the Ferenc Varos. Of course, with uh, Ferenc Varos has a game in hand, but they've just been a solid team all around. Um, I, I know I know about Attila Kutor as a player. Uh, did not know much about him as a manager. I believe it was a season or two ago where he was a, he was a manager on, but he wasn't manager on paper, and he was never allowed to be to speak in, in interviews. So he was a very mysterious figure in black. So he would always he always wears black. I've never seen him in in, in anything else. I'm not sure if his wife has ever seen him in anything else, but but black. But uh, hearing him talk now in uh, interviews, he's he just uh, molded this team in 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 sort of his uh, his style of play. He was a rugged defender, and they just have salt. They play you know beautiful football. Uh, you have. Uh, Boy, Chris, I'll try to pronounce her. I'll try to pronounce the the or the, the striker uh, Budu Zid Zidadze. How did I do? We just call him Zizi. That's okay. Zizi. Okay. Well, Zizi top. Zizi So Zizi <laughs> at the top uh, has been playing great. Uh, and then there's probably the most underrated player. I'll go ahead uh, with with Ivan and create some enemies out there. But I think I can make it through Hungary a little, uh, you know, inconspicuously. But uh, Tomas Cherry, I, I think he should be on the national team. Uh, who cares if he's 31 years old? He's he's a special player. He's he orchestrates that team. Uh, if a big goal is needed, he'll be the one who will take that shot and find the way to the net. Uh, and he's a good service man, uh, assist man for for other players. Uh, I. I also, uh, let's see, we have, I know Chris is a big fan of uh, Peter Sapanosh. He's been outstanding in goal. I, I think he's, he's, he's just brought some stability, uh, put David Dombo out of that spot. Um, and surprisingly, uh, you know, Gabor Molnar, who I thought did very well last year, was a good player for them. Now he's on the bench. Uh, hardly ever see him uh, on the pitch. Um, Zombor Beretz on loan from uh, Fehervar. So Fehervar did a good loan there. Another young player. He's he's playing great. Uh, Ivan mentioned YouTube. YouTube, some of his earlier goals. He had a goal early on the season that was mm. just high, high quality goal. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I think they shafted, sorry, Chris, I think they, uh, they pulled a fast one on a rare trade in uh, Hungary where they uh, traded... Um, 
Mark, is it Mark Costa? They traded Mark Costa to Uipesh, and they received uh, Daniel Knight back, or Knight to the team. So I thought that was a good one. Uh, biggest signing uh, is, is, is currently finished, but we won't see this player till the new year. And this is a forgotten man who I think, had he been playing, could have greatly helped the national team. That's uh, Richard Kuzmich. He's, he's one of my favorites. And Euro 2016, I was just so impressed with him in the back line. He, would, he won balls uh, in, in the air. And I think he'll be a great signing here. If he can get back up to fitness, I think he's, he's going to shore up that back line. And I, I think they're going to be, if they can keep this up, you will see the squad in, uh, playing uh, in the European, the Euroliga. And, uh, He's going to Medikovic? Yes, yes he is. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's been signed. So, totally. Yes. So, Slovan wow, got that's his a big one. contract. Yeah, contract runs out December 31st. He played a few games ago, oddly. I thought they would just send him, send him to a bar in Bratislava and say, here's, here's some money, drink some Pilsner. But, uh, but he's, <laughs> he's signed, and I'm excited to see him come back. So, I don't, it's an exciting squad. Uh, I, 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 really been impressed with this squad and I've sort of adopted them. I picked against them many times that they've, they've proved me wrong, but I'm excited about this squad and I like, I like what I'm seeing with, with them. Uh, biggest needs. Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, maybe another striker. Uh, they, they do have good depth. So I think Goose Mitch is going to be awesome. I I'm excited with yeah. him. So I think some more depth, uh, striking position. So that's, that's my measure. Okay, great. Analysis. Great. Ivan, let's uh, move on to Debrecen. Okay. Uh, so Debrecen, I think, I think uh, Debrecen is uh, right now not doing the best. Um, uh, but the biggest problem that they can face is if they uh, fire their coach. Herzegovic yes. is a great coach, and, and, and I think they need to trust him. And he's one of the few coaches that actually uh, having a continuous style of play of how they want to play. If you remember back to the Debrecen team, uh, the couple of Debrecen teams actually that were really successful all had very similar profile players. If you remember back, um, the, Shandor Tomas, for example, yes. in the 2000s, he was a really good uh, playmaker in the middle. Now they have Tojir. Uh, they had uh, they had very good, very very good goalkeepers always, and now they have Shandor, who is also a really good goalkeeper. Yes. Uh, they had youth playing, coming from Debrecen, that is playing for them. I mean, I can name many of them. Pavkovic stands out because he was in the national team just now. So, and on top of all that, on top of all that, they always had, um, and this is, and this is, uh, this is an interesting one, always had pacey, fast, exotic forwards. And I, don't, yes. I didn't want to use uh, the word African because Mostly are African, Senegalese or Ghanaian or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was Sidiba, there was Koulibaly, who was French, but I think he was Cameroonian French. So they always had this. And now they have Adeniji and Garba. That both of them are representing that and it works out. So I put the best signing for Adeniji plus Garba. Both of them should be uh, named as best signings. It's really exciting to see. I think Garba is the better player out of the two, but they're still very good players. Uh, the biggest surprise for me is Kundrak. Um, Kundrak Norbert, who has been playing um, uh, pretty well for them. Um, he, I just looked it up because I thought that he was another 
Debrecen Academy player, but no, he actually was bought from Ferencváros. And he's a 20-year-old who, who, is, who is, again, a Ferencváros grown, but a good player and playing well for Debrecen. I'm not sure if he's on loan or if he's signed. I want to say he's signed as in, like, bought. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that, but I think Kunjak is, Kunjak is a good surprise. He's been playing really well lately. And the biggest need is one more player who is playing like Tuzhin. He could be a center back. He could be a, you know, winger type of player, but they need an experienced Hungarian player, uh, preferably with, uh, with Debrecen background. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that player could be. However, Tuzhin is looking very lonely when it comes to leadership <laughs> yeah. roles on the team. So I think another leader would be, would be huge for them. Yeah. That's great. Just to clarify, Kundrak it was signed in August through 2023. So, oh. uh, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a that's a good pickup, and I, I agree he's been impressive. And Tujer was great last season, and you're right, he's been isolated quite a bit and uh, not been as impactful this season. But um, but that's good. Debrechen has a lot of work to do, <laughs> I think, over the yeah um, over the over the winter. Uh, I'm gonna move on to Kishvarga. Um, uh, this is a team I really liked from last season. Uh, again, they, they started off the season probably one of the worst starts in the history of the top flight and came back and actually um, actually finished four points clear of the relegation zone because of an amazing second half. Yes. Um, they took a look. They, they ended the, the, the fall season with a little bit of um, momentum and then came into the spring season and just really took it. By the, by the scruff of the neck. And I really was impressed with what they did there. So starting this season, I think a lot of us thought that, um, heck, they could be a mid-table team. They've got some good talent. They picked up some good players. Um, I really, really like the Romanian kid, Claudio Bumba. Not really a kid anymore, uh, <laughs> but he's, uh, it's, some of the clips you've seen me put up on, on, on YouTube, he's just a character. He's, um, he's got some fight. He's just been a, a player that I've had my eye on and to see him come into the Hungarian uh, MB1 to me was really exciting. Um, uh, really, only one of two signings. There was him and, and Patrick Tischler, who came from. We, had, <laughs> we all know how much I like him. Yes, um, we do. Yes, yeah, we not do. really. So, um, so I'll say Claudio Bumba is their best signing. Yeah. Um, surprise, and I, you know, again, I don't want to say the surprises, and um, I didn't think he was going to do much. But Anton Kravchenko is a player that they got, I think, last year, and was solid. This year, he's really become a team leader he leads from the back he um moves forward on set set plays um he can score goals like he scored the winner this past week um but he's just a solid solid center back um with grit he 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 uh, finishes his tackles uh he's got a great tackle rate um in, in other words the percentage of tackles that he makes are uh, just skyrocketing so i i really like him i think he's been a really solid player for them and um, to have him playing in front of Felipe, who I think is really a great goalkeeper, yes, um, uh, not only not only um, reaction and uh, agility, but um, uh, but position and vocal, uh, he really does um, inspire and lead from from back there. So so there's a lot going for Kishbarda. I do think that um, uh, their right back situation uh, is a little weak. Uh, Victor Hay and um, Bodan Melnick are okay, serviceable, but if they're going to spend any money, I think to really complete uh, a good back line, I think they really need to have a strong right back, someone that can that can really press forward as well and help support the attack. Um, you see that a lot 
Um, you've got like uh, uh, Lognigo uh, for Fajervar. You've got Lovrencic for uh, Ferenc Bars. Players that can play defensively but also push forward and support the attack, I think, are um, are really key. And I think that's that's a position that they need. So um, that's Kishvarda. And um, I think they're going to stay up again this year. And I'm really excited about that. Um, let's move on to uh, Paul. Dio we got? So, yeah, we have Dio My uncle still lives there. So special place with a lot of good times there. Uh, saw the uh, 1991 Hungarian Cup final, Ferenc Varos over Vats in uh, the old Dio Stadium. So looking forward to seeing that new, new stadium. Uh, let's see. The best signing, uh, I think, disappointed a lot of people as far as female fans was uh, sort of a, a addition by subtraction was uh, Fernando leaving. I, I know a lot of the female uh, Hungarian football fans were disappointed there. And I think giving Tomasz Fetchko, and Ivan, correct me if I mispronounce it, I think he was a great uh, signing. So I'm going to have a manager here as uh, one of uh, the big signings for the club. I feel like he uh, he brought some energy to the side. So uh, that is my best signing. Biggest surprise. Boy, I cost a lot of people a lot of money last week. I apologize. Uh, we're talking millions of forints. Uh, People depend on me for uh, good advice, predictions, and uh, Diosher broke the Budapest curse. They have been, they have the Budapest curse. They've left that place, uh, left the beautiful city of Budapest, four, five goals, massacres, onslaught. And to me, the biggest surprise was them losing last week to Uipest, but we'll talk about Uipest uh, later. Uh, I'm really, really impressed real quickly with uh, Daniel Prosser. So he's playing very well. They they lost Matyash Tati uh, to a club in uh, Poland. But uh, I think Prosser, and I think, Chris, and you know this is my boy, uh, I think Harris Tabakovic with his goal last week, I think he is my player to watch for the spring. So I'm going to guess that Harris Tabakovic is going to return to Debrecen version of Harris Tabakovic and start scoring some goals because for the biggest needs, that is they need goal scorers if, if they could shore up that defense. So deal sure, that's a, my analysis. Yeah, Tabakovic or Tabakovic, whatever, however we want to um, uh, pronounce that. He, I think he was in on both goals this past oh, weekend. Awesome, it was, good. It was really good to see him back. So yes, um, that's encouraging to see him back and healthy and um, hopefully doing what he did best. He, uh, I think, was among the league leaders a couple seasons ago in goals. Yes. Um, great. Ivan, let's move on. Uh, Kaposchvar. I, I almost picked Tabakovic, by the way, to be the, the biggest surprise for Debrecen, as in why did he leave? Because I, I thought that he was really good for Debrecen. Yes. Um, yeah, mm. I agree with you guys. Kaposchvar. Okay. Uh, I cheated a little bit, I, I, have to, I have to admit. So I, I we, we all cheat. Ivan, it's okay. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, 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 because I did know that uh, Adam Martin. Um, yes. Who don't? Oh, it's a little bit confusing when it comes to English because it's Martin Adam <laughs> yes, in English, yes. but it's both is the first name. So whatever, you guys get it. Adam Martin um, is the best signing. However, he was signed in the winter, so he was not signed in the summer. But oh, uh, let's just look look that over. Um, so he was a really good signing. Uh, who I thought you know was a really good. I'm not just talking about um, 
because of what he has done in the second league and now in the in the first league, but because he was born uh, very close to where I was born. As a matter of fact, we played against each other and wow. with each other when I was growing up. So Adam Martin is um, is uh, is somebody that I always pay special attention to. He's a good player. His shooting technique is one of the best in the NBA, mm-hmm. and that's not a joke. He's world class when wow. it comes to shooting technique. Wow. Other things might not be as as world class, but um, his shooting technique is definitely very good. And and playing in the first division, he's possibly the only player that is dangerous on that couple shots. Yes. <laughs> uh, who is struggling a lot. Uh, the yes. biggest surprise is not to be the same as every other uh, promoted first team, first division teams. If you remember back when Kishwada came up to the first division, they literally bought uh, everybody and some. Yes. Uh, they paid a lot of players. They played Ukrainians, Brazilians, whatever. This year they didn't, but the first year when they got up, they yes. invested a lot. Um, same thing happens with every other team that is coming up from the from the second division to the first division. Now, Kapushva didn't do it. And I think they don't have the money, that's one, but also, unfortunately, they really should have done that. Yes. Um, their their squad is just simply not good enough. So my biggest need for Kapushva is five, six new players mainly mainly in the spine area. And when I say the spine area, get, um, even though the goalkeeper Pogacic is doing a pretty good job, but um, he's being stopped in and out. Um, but um, center back, I mean, if you watch the, if you watch the goals that they got uh, scored on this week, um, it was actually pretty embarrassing. So uh, some center, center backs, maybe center mids, and, and, and maybe somebody else that can score goal other than Adam Martin. Well, that's yeah, I, I agree. They, they, I don't want to say they've been embarrassing. I think they, like you said, they don't have a whole lot to work with. But um, uh, they just picked up that guy Banya Markovic um, on a free last week, and he came in, I guess, second half. But he's that spine kind of defensive midfielder, um, and um, I don't, I think he came from Portugal or something like that. So we'll see. I think you're right. I think they do need a few more um, quality players, and hopefully they, they, they'll get a cash influx. Because that's really what we're talking about, isn't it? I mean, we need to be—they need to be yes. able to play, pay yeah. some of these guys to come over. Um, that's what's going to keep them from going to Serbia or Czech or wherever. But um, um, cool. Okay. Oh, Chris, um, some uh, some useless information. But uh, last player you mentioned uh, came over from the Kerala Blasters FC from India. So uh, I don't know if there's any. There's been another player who's come over from India. Uh, but uh, there's some useless information for you. And that's so useless because it shows exactly how Kapushwa is looking right now. I see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank so you, Ivan, for the backup. Yeah, so true. Um, all right. So I'm going to go to my uh, my second favorite team, um, Zalar Egg. Um, that's a big surprise. Yeah, what a fun team this has been. Yes, uh, yes, they this, are. This they season, are. you know, again, coming up. Uh, never quite sure. They're a team I feel like had a little more resources. They uh, made a, a few better signings. I'd say their best signing right now is Andres uh, Radu. Uh, he yes. came over from Pushkas. He's got five goals, three assists already. Um, looked great against Ferris Virus. I mean, there, there's been some games he's looked really, really good, and there's been some games he's just been a passenger. Um, but I, I think some of the games, um, and I, I feel like he was like that too with Pushkas. Um, but uh, but I, I think that he's the kind of player, he might not even be the most talented, but I think he's the kind of player that lights everybody up around him. 
Um, and you saw after he scored the first goal uh, uh, on Sunday against Barrett's Fires, I mean, he was in the goal, pulling it out, waving his hand, telling everybody, come on, come on. I mean, th- yes. that's the kind of player he is. Yes. I love watching that kind of player. Um, and he really does. He does get them going. I don't know if I really like him, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> him. And I think that he's a player that uh, that that ZTE needs. Um, I would say they're uh, the biggest surprise for me has been. Um, for, well, first of all, I was really high on Aduvia Koba. That's uh, really the only American that's playing in, in yes. Hungarian top flight right now. He came over from Dartmouth, um, which again is another, it's an Ivy League school. Uh, played a number of years there. Um, they talked a lot about him coming in and being strong and big and, you know, kind of that target man up front. And, and early on, well, he had a goal against Ferenc Virus that was highlight reel, just blasting through, uh, oh. Debus and I thought, man, this guy—if they can get keep getting him the ball—but yes. um, you know, it's he's really kind of come down off that pedestal. And then the other surprise for me has been Zoltan Stieber. I really thought he'd come in and be yes. a leader. He would yes. lead with, you know, but he's been average to be honest. Yes. I mean, I don't know if he's been the player they want. Um, he does add experience. He does add quality. I just don't think he's been at his best, and I'm not yes. sure why. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the thing. So. Um, I, I would really hate to say, I, I guess, I guess for this winter, they could uh, use an upgraded almost any position, but yeah. I really like how they're playing. Uh, if you think about it, they're only um, uh, a point off of the relegation line, but their goal difference is fifth best in the league. That's so amazing. They're a team that's scoring goals. They're a team that's not afraid to attack. No. Best yeah. Teams. I mean, the way they've played against uh, the top teams has been really impressive. So um, I just say keep going. Um, you save your money, keep going, stay up this year, and um, and and really invest maybe in the summer as you as you head into the second second year in a row there. And I, and I think they are going to stay up. Um, I really do think they will. I sure hope so. Yeah, I want them to stay up. All right, Paul, we pesh. Oh wow! Cue the cue the Godfather music background. Uh huh. Okay. All right, so this is a lot of uh, a lot of our group, our fans have just decided. I have to admit that uh, my first ever Hungarian uh, football match was an Inter Toto. Uh, you can find out what that means. Uh, it was a fun thing where you you would do what we did. You would pick games, and then you would turn it in, and you could win money. And uh, it was an Inter Toto Cup, and they played a side called Vismut Aue out of East Germany. So that was my first. First Hungarian match, 1987. So I will admit that my first love was Uypesh. So uh, that's some uh, interesting, useless. Well, maybe not useless to me, I, information. But uh, boy, biggest signing. Did they sign anybody? I have to look it up. Uh, uh, it's just, uh, it's unfortunate because this is a side with a great, uh, great history. Uh, you know, this, this, this team has had some of the best players who have graced uh, the pitches of, uh, of uh, Hungarian football. And to see, see where they're at now, it's just uh, really, uh, it's really shameful. Uh, I, I, a new signing I wish would, would be a new, uh, a new owner, but that's a difference. I think that's a whole, whole other episode. You have to get mm-hmm. uh, another uh, expert on that. Uh, Robert Fetzeshit, I think, is an easy answer there. He, uh, he started out with the Blaze. And it was like, wow, they found their striker. And then he's just kind of, uh, as a blaze, he's kind of uh, blazed off and haven't really heard from him. 
too much lately. A young man from Iceland, uh, Aaron Jarnason, uh, he, I think, should be playing more. And no, no, no disrespect to uh, Nevasa, um, who's uh, Gail's favorite, one of our, uh, our referees slash uh, Vinjevic lovers. So no disrespect to her or him. But I'd like to see him play more. I, I think the times I've seen him play, I see something there. Uh, Mark Costa, I don't see him playing much. Um, everyone's favorite keeper, um, self-proclaimed, uh, self-proclaimed uh, best best keeper. The MV1 now is the uh, uh, best uh, best looking uh, man on the bench now. So he's he's and he he may be gone in the winter. I dare say. So. Uh, this side needs a lot. Um, health, I think, would help. But I think it's bigger than health. I think it's just uh, they have the manager. I think we can all agree. They just have so many big needs. Uh, the misses they've made, I can, I'm not going to go through and, and, and count the players who've missed, but some of the chances, chances they've missed have just been amazing, amazingly poor. Uh, so there's a lot here for this side, and this is a surprise. I was, I was expecting them to to compete in the upper echelon. Last season, I expected them to have a have a spot in the uh, Euro League, and they just last season they just started that downward descent, and it has not stopped. So uh, big surprise here, and I think too many needs to address in a few minutes. So I'll uh, stop right there. Well, yeah, you know, they're, they're a team, again, close to my heart as well. Um, and I feel like uh, last year at this time, they'd only allowed, I think, nine or ten goals, and they've allowed double that. Um, uh, I don't know what's happened to, to, to their defense. I know uh, Latowski has been out yes, for most, yes. but Kira Rostevsky is also a very good um, uh, defender. And, yes, um, yes. He, he's been He's been very consistent and 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 Harris also is yes. is, is mm-hmm. good. And he's someone that, that they brought back in. So I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, Branko Poljevic is is great on the right. Um, Birakovic on the left is serviceable, doing well this year. But just as a team, I think you know Poljevic being gone, Benai coming in again, <laughs> he's yeah. okay. Um, yeah. it, that, that that to me would be their biggest need. But you know, yeah. moving forward, we'll see um, what. Uh, um, I, I think that um, Vinyevich has his hands tied. I think he's yes. always has his hands tied. So. And then uh, uh, Ivan, maybe as our specialist, uh, what do you see for Uypest? <laughs> because this is, a, this is a big question, big problem. Do you have a big answer? Uh, no, I do not. I do see, <laughs> I do see um, some exciting games and then some very not exciting games. So I, don't, yeah. I honestly <laughs> don't know what the what the problem is. I actually watched them quite a bit. Obviously, I watched both of the last two derbies. Um, and both of the times, I thought that Ferenc Varos was outplayed by Ulpest. And so yes, yeah, it, is, it is something that they should be building upon, even though they tied and lost. So it's just, it just one of those for me that it was too easy for Nebuchadnezzar to say that, okay, we don't have a forward because now they have Fetashin. So, okay, so now you guys have the forward. Um, how are you not winning consistently? So that's, that's, mm-hmm. my, that's my question. Even though I really like Vignovic, I think he's a good coach, but I think something is missing, and I don't know what exactly yes. that is. Yeah. Well, maybe you can tell us what's missing with Pox, because they're... <laughs> wow. What is not? 
Yeah, they're they're <laughs> a ship going down in flames. Uh, where are your thoughts? Okay, uh, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be quick. Um, so <laughs> the best signing is uh, basically should have been the question should have been best signing other than Daniel Buda. Uh, <laughs> Because that was automatically, he didn't even step on the field. He was the captain. So, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, but Daniel is the only thing that could save this uh, down-going ship. Um, I think the biggest surprise was not keeping Certe Aurea yes. at the helm. Yes. I have no idea why they did that. I don't know Me what neither. the background on it. Um, because let's just be honest here, okay? And this is going to be a very honest answer. I think there is a very limited amount of coaches in Hungary available to coach that could keep Paksh going the way that Chatoyarulia kept it going yes. for years. Yes. I think it was one of the most impressive jobs that Chatoyarulia mm-hmm. did yes. in, in Hungarian football. Paksh only has Hungarian players. That's their philosophy. So they're not getting the cheaper, cheaper foreigners. And we hear it now, and you guys mentioned it, how much money is in, in soccer right now in Hungary. They say, and if you talk to any general manager that is that is working in, in, in Hungary, say that foreigner players are cheaper than the Hungarian players. Yes. So what Pakshi is doing is an amazing, amazing job. However, they looking like they looking like ready to to give up and go to second division because quote me on this, the moment when Pogs goes down into second division, it's gonna go down to third division and it's never gonna come back. Oh, that's so, a shame. That's so so Pox is one of those teams that if they wanna if they wanna keep it up they need to have a, a, a something changing because right now this yes. is not working um, and the biggest need is again a good coach uh, because Tomi Savić was also not a good pick he no. he's basically never gonna get another job in Hungary um, he shouldn't and, <laughs> and and even though he started so hard, again, I saw it very closely. I, I even trained with the team he's training in, in catch oh, mm-hmm. He was an amazing coach, I thought. But since then, you know, that's 10 years ago. So since then, it's been it's been spiraling down. So I think Poch is, first of all, it's really difficult because because they have some very good players. For, for example, Barta Laszlo is one of my favorite yes. uh, Hungarian players. Even though he's now getting older, but it's it's really fun to watch. He's really creative yeah. and really good. Um, and I and I always liked Han Janos, who is, is also too. a very good player. Um, but but other and now I have I have another friend that I played with since we are a little kid, Vindaker. Um, so he's playing there too, yeah. and I, I want want them to do well. But yeah. right now they just simply don't have the quality on the bench or on the field. So yeah. it, I yeah. don't see a lot of. If you ask me today, who who is going to be the the two teams that are getting relegated? Uh, I would say Kapuschwar and Pox, and I don't think it's going to be close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's good right there. <laughs> that's a, that's a good description of the, yes, the show. Is. So, um, all right, well, I'll finish with all of our favorites, Pushkash Academia. <laughs> um, uh, first of all, again, a, a team that I thought was going to be mired in yeah. a mid-table fight for fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, but boy, oh boy, they have. Uh, they've looked really good, um, and and I think uh, Horniak has been um, a manager who he hasn't really had very long tenures anywhere he's gone, and he's come in and taken this just group of, and you know how Pushkas is. I mean, they they have money. They're signing players uh, from all over the place as well, mm-hmm. and I was just really surprised. But um, but picking up Adam, uh, you're gonna have to help me. Is it Gyrkshu? 
Yeah. Say that again. Maybe he was right. Adam Gurchu. 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 Okay. He's on on loan for Hajduk's split. This is called Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. Again, I, I'm not Hungarian. I've only been doing this. Hey, game for three Chris, years. I, I so, had trouble with that one too. And I'm, you know, boy. So I, I mean, I think he scored twi- twice again at the weekend. Um, I know he's, he's um, played for the national team a few times. Um, but quite honestly, I, I, I just thought he was kind of a, a backhanded pickup from, from split. And he's really turned into um, uh, a leader, especially on their attack. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because um, he kind of came in at the end and they had signed a bunch of attackers over the summer. Um, if you think of uh, Vanacek from Hearts, um, retreading Ezekiel Henty, whom yeah. we all love and adore. Um, not really. Um, but so to see everyone, des- everyone deserves a second chance, <laughs> second or third or fourth. Yeah. I mean, come okay. on. <laughs> um, but uh but it's been it's it's been a very interesting season because uh, even 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 Vanacek has come in and resurrected his career. Henty has looked much better. Uh, the whole team as a whole just yes. feels different. feels feels like a winner. Um, and uh, there, there's not a whole lot of, uh, of positions I would say they need a whole lot of help. They've got a good strong defense. Um, I, I would say if anything that they need would be uh, an upgrade, a goalkeeper. Hagadouche is, again, serviceable, but um, who's to say what's, who's out there that could give them that little bit from the back that would be uh, that would vault them into a spot mm-hmm. on the podium? I think third place is up for grabs, guys. Um, yeah, and then Chris, speaking of, uh, or Ivan, speaking of old Debrecen players, Yosef uh, Varga made an appearance, so if uh, he could somehow get back to uh, his fitness level, he could be a great addition who's been on the bench injured. Uh, he's a bulldog, so I, I love him. Hopefully he'll be playing. Yeah, he got injured again, I believe. Yeah, he right got away. injured again. Oh, Urbuka no! Oh, injured my as well. I mean, if, oh. if you think about it, the, the players who have been injured, the players that they're missing, um, and they're still churning out results. Uh, fourth yes. place now, three points off of uh, third oh. place. As Fahed Vader is um, is going in the wrong direction, I do think that Carrillo is going to help them in the dressing room and get back. And um, I do see Ferencváros and Fahed Vader being one and two. Uh, Mezikovej, uh, we'll see. As now they they turn to face the the league for a second time, mm-hmm. I feel like this is the hardest stretch for them, uh, bridging mm-hmm. the end of fall season and beginning of the spring season. They really do have to start strong and, and make some good signings over the winter but um it should be interesting guys as we finish off um the fall season um you know parents fires being up top i think none of us would have denied them that uh campus fire being on the bottom but pretty much everything in the middle yes it's still a toss-up um any final thoughts paul well i just want to say may i remind you just looking at the table here uh home made Five wins in a row, four wins in a row away. So mm-hmm. uh, who knows with this side, as long as uh, Mr. Lanzafame can have a nice winter break somewhere uh, tropical and come back, uh, who knows what's going to happen with this side. It's just uh, they're on the upswing. Yeah, sure. best form team at the moment. Yes. Ivan? I mean, it just it's just so difficult sometimes because this 12-team league, 
just made it so much fun and also so you know unpredictable yes so so anything that you want to say it might change <laughs> i do say that um i have i have one of my best friends playing for home uh, batik bensa uh-huh. so i that's the first thing i'm checking every weekend and i'm just really hope uh i didn't say much about them but i i just really hope that they're gonna do another great season and if um i don't see it in the media too often but i think he should be in the national team so i'm just leaving that leaving it there <laughs> well that's good I, i if if they can um challenge for the title i would say that'd probably be sanino's best ever uh result, result with, with a team I, i don't know if yeah. he's ever had yeah. that kind of um that kind of success so uh well guys this is great hour and a half of talking football wow boy non-stop is always a good always a good time and it was But great chris chris you will uh work on this and get this down to a very sharp 45 minutes <laughs> maybe, maybe, I, maybe i doubt that <laughs> all right that's, totally that's doubt a full-time that. job now yeah that's yeah. right Um, that and everything else I'm doing. But uh, listen, guys, it was great talking to you. Paul, always good to speak with yes, you. Ivan, yes. great to meet you. Ivan, welcome, to... welcome to the team. We hope Thank to have you, you back. Uh, Thank you. More. All right. Thank you Signing so off. Ready? We'll see, we'll see you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.